Hey, welcome to the Harry Man Show, number 38. Today we have a great guest, Melanie Joe. She has played with very artists such as Billy Gibbons, Slash, and Nancy Williams, and others will discuss. How are you doing, Melanie? I'm doing good. Good, good, good. Uh, she's coming from the East Coast. How are you doing over there on that side? Um, It's been a very interesting uh, a year, to say the least. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely dig into that a little bit and how it's affected us. But, uh, yeah, I know... Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say is uh, one, the way I discovered Melanie is actually just seeing your uh, videos pop in my Instagram feed and kind of being blown away by your chops, you know, oh, seeing you. the feedback and, you know, um, yeah, it, I saw a lot of rock and roll influence in there and, you know, you're kind of always mm-hmm. playing, you're always keeping busy and I kind of, you know, I respect that quite a bit. Yeah, um, especially because of like the, the whole COVID situation, I just been like practicing and, and, and stuff and it's been weird not being able to play live. Yeah, that's definitely a different muscle you got to stretch out, you know, instead of, you know, sitting home shredding all the time. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I I mean, it's because I, I was used to playing out, like, you know, shows like six days a week, and then all of a sudden, no one's, no one's able to do that. <laughs> so when you were playing six days a week, was that mainly in L.A.? Yeah, um, yeah, I would play at a lot of the bar, like, you know, like the Viper Room, the whiskey. I had like a, a thing at House Moon I was doing, and I'd play all around um, all those places in in LA. And plus, then I would um, do do the touring and stuff when I wasn't doing that. Now. Around fourteen. Uh, uh, oh, nice. Yeah, fourteen, I believe. Yeah, something like that. And then, was it influenced by parents or other uh, family members, or just started in school? Um, I I always enjoyed a uh, uh, music, and I. I started playing piano when I was really young and then I kind of switched to guitar. And then when I was in, um, school, uh, I, I joined, um, the band, but I wanted to play percussion. I didn't really, you know, um, all, all the better looking boys were playing percussion. So I, <laughs> I wanted to play percussion. So, and then I just switched to, switched to drums when I was able to do jazz band and stuff. So that's how that kind of, kind of happened now what did you go to the traditional uh, style of it starting with the snare drum or you just kind of got the opportunity to jump right onto a kit well it kind of turned turned out both um so the band director discovered that i i, I was really quick to it so I, I first was like starting in percussion but then um i just naturally it kind of like came to me and i could read music very easily so then he's like we need a drummer for the jazz band that can read yeah it's pretty rare <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, so so then that's how that came about, and so then within less than two, I think, because I, I first started playing clarinet in in, in, in the um in the band mm-hmm. in the school band, and then I was like, no, this is no, this is this is lame. Um, no offense, no offense to like clarinet players, but I was like, no, yeah, it's not totally <laughs> I, rock and roll like, at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, I want to, I, I, that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could read, I could read music really well. Mm-hmm. So, um, plus I played piano so I could read. So within like a month I was, they had pushed me over on drum set mm-hmm. in, in like the jazz band. So I was playing in, in the classical band and then the jazz band. And then from there I just started practicing more and I was doing all the little like solo ensemble stuff and all state stuff, which I, I think is all over each, each state in the U S I think. But mm-hmm. I was, I was getting into kind of like, like doing that stuff. Now, uh, um, being able to read uh, note notation like on piano, did that help you in uh, today's day with like you know, picking up in band and stuff like that? Does help you register keys and help you with the songwriting now? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do do some song songwriting um, with uh, this uh, duo I, or group I'm, I'm just putting together here in, while I was in Florida. So we were doing that. But as, um, as far as that training that I had, um, to be honest, for most of the gigs that I have gotten and stuff, I, I don't have never used to, um, that particular thing. Mm-hmm. So um, no one's you don't get charts thrown in front of you. So for a lot of rock and roll gigs, what I'm asking. Oh, sorry, say it again. It uh, kind of so you don't get you don't get asked to read charts quite often in rock and roll gigs that you're getting. Oh no no never. I've <laughs> honestly I, I've never had to read a chart since I was back in school. Oh nice. So that's <laughs> that's pretty uh, on the easy side there too. Um, yeah yeah I've never yeah. <laughs> so backing up a little bit as far as rock drummers, which was, which ones were the ones that jumped up at you right away? Um, I love, I, you know, I love John Bonham, obviously. Yeah, I um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, Bonham. I mean, as a, a whole heart, uh, compliment, I can, I can hear it in your snare rolls and your, your, your kick and stuff like that that you do. Oh yeah, no, I, 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 I love John Bonham. Um, also I, you know, I love the band Incubus. Oh. So I would obviously go for, you know, Jose cause that's just what I listened to when I was a kid. And mm. then, um, Matt Cameron, I love Soundgarden. So. Oh, oh nice. What would be your uh, your go to uh, Incubus record as far as drumming wise? Oh, probably. Um, I re- it it, it depends. It almost depends on my mood. Like I can go from like science to a crow left. Like a crow left the murder is actually uh, one of my favorite uh, albums from them. Yeah, especially like the song Six Sad Little World." I, I, I like. Was, I was just about to say that. There's a hi hat pattern there in the interlude that's amazing. It's yeah, not, it's not really difficult, but it's just perfect what he did right there. Yeah, it's like it's it's very almost like um, Stuart Copeland a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's got kind of a uh, a pop. I don't know how to explain it, 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 but it's perfect though. It kind of leads the guitar solo through that whole part. Yeah, it's it's very kind of airy, kind of you, you get a little like influence of like the Police in there, some Stuart Copeland. It's very it's very that's it's very it's very incubus. That's they they kind of went with this like airy vibe after yeah um, after after uh, Morning Dew. Or yeah. No, they started kind of doing that with Morning View, and then once Six Out Little World came out, then or once um, A Curl Left and Murder came out, it, they got like very kind of almost like airy type of rock. Yeah, very ethereal. And that's when Ben Kenny kind of came into band too, and he kind of made a big change yep. as well. Yep, because he has that the roots and those kind of like funk pop kind of things. Nice. And then um, you currently mm-hmm. did covers. Were you playing in cover bands growing up, or were you just jumping into original rock bands right away? Um, well, when I, I, I was actually playing in like in bars when I was like 16. Oh, nice. <laughs> so like, um, like the area of, of Florida I was, I went to school in, it's like, um, there wasn't like a lot of like great musician, like, okay. I, like there was like, you need like, it ended up turning into where they wanted like musicians to play in the bars but the problem was there wasn't a lot because just the area I grew up in it was like kind of more of a smaller town at the time so mm-hmm. when I, so they would look past my age oh yeah <laughs> and be like well that's that's fine we need we need a good drummers mm-hmm. so when i was 16 i was playing in, in bars well that was a good learning curve too as well i imagine yeah so i i was doing that and then when i went to to college i i, I start i was doing the same thing um but that that was in i was um, in uh, Jacksonville for a bit. 
So that's the next, that's uh, next thing I was asking. You studied at MI for a little bit there, too, as well. Yeah, yeah. I, so I studied at I. Well, I took, um, I was at MI for a little bit. I took, mostly I was there, like, I took, like, a music business class and stuff like that because I already had the degree from an, another mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. So um, it was, it was kind of like I, 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 I wanted to get um, a different perspective because I went to a primarily a jazz situation. Oh, nice. And, and MI is more of an all-around, like, pop music and rock music and that kind of thing. Yeah. Where I, I, I had a little experience taking lessons there. Was there any instructors that stood out to you there as far as drumming? Oh, um, oh, I know his name. <laughs> I know Ray um, Lazier is there quite often. Yeah, I, I had... um. Oh, I know his name. <laughs> I understand how that goes. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> I, I have it. I have it. I'm going through my contacts. I'm going to get it. Well, who do you play for? It. I can probably tell you. Um, I'm going to pronounce it so wrong. Abel? Abe? No. Abel. Am I saying that wrong? Are you, are you talking about the guy from Paul McCartney? Abe Loyal? No, no, no. Um, Dude. I feel I I'm I'm so bad with names. Yeah, I feel you there. I'm so bad with names. It's I'm so able. That's not how you pronounce that. I think I wrote it wrong in my in my phone. <laughs> it's all it's all good. I was just it was just a side question there because I know they yeah. have I know they have but, legends such as uh, Joe and um, Picaro there as well. I didn't know if you'd study there while he was around. No, who who I actually studied with, well, like mainly for drums was Danny Gopley, and that was at. That was at UNF. Oh, nice. So after, yeah. so with studying there, did you go? Did it lead right into some of the bigger gigs, or did you kind of stay in the area there for a little bit? When when I was at UNF, um, well, well, Jacksonville is. Uh, when I was in Jacksonville, I was doing like like gigs around town, like the beach and stuff. But the bigger stuff when I moved to LA, um, that's when I started doing more things. And that was that, was that just out being on the scene and getting noticed. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the weird thing. Well, yeah, that and just like making friends and like how the Billy Billy Gibbons thing came came about was Billy was looking for drummers on YouTube. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he just happened to find find me. Um, nice. Yeah, so B- Billy found me from YouTube, and then um, so that's how that happened. So going into that gig, did you have to learn a lot of his Easy Top catalog, or was it just mainly his solo stuff? No, that really the only ZZ Top songs that we played were Ten Foot Pole and and The Grange. Yeah, I imagine those two. Yeah. So was that a fun gig? Was you playing? Having you play with a, a click, or was it more of an old school rock and roll feel? Well, it, it kind of depended depend, depended on the songs, but some some of them we had clicks, and then some of them we didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. So like, I imagine he probably has a yeah. late show behind him too, as well. Oh yeah, he he loved like he loves um all that kind of stuff, and we had like lasers like on the drums, and we we he actually wanted like a a car on stage, but <laughs> we ended up getting like this like this cool like um cool looking bike. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're big endorsers of Harley and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, so are do you have any plans in the future to go out with them again, or is that it's on hold as well right now? That's on hold as well. I mean, um. I know that he was talking about doing doing something with a, a getting another solo album thing out there, mm-hmm. um, but with COVID, I everything's kind of like up in the air. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's why it's hard to ask that question because everyone's saying 
yeah, spring 21, and some people are saying January 22nd or 2022, and I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, it's like every, like, like, I'm, I know, I, like, I don't know how people are still about the vaccine, but I'm like, I want the vaccine just so I can play. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's, <laughs> I'm like, there's definitely going to be pulling both directions on that, but, you know, I think most musicians want to go out and have it the way it was, you know, you know, just, you know, with no guidelines, yeah. and I think that's kind of like the main goal. I think everyone would rather wait and sharpen their plays until the time being. Yeah, because like I'm, I'm like I'm like I'm I because I think I'm one of the very well because I'm getting I'm getting like a different perspective because Los Angeles is locked down, but since I decided to stay in Florida because I felt like it would be a little bit safer mm-hmm. because LA is so big compared to where it's here. But and then but then the problem is in Florida, like no one really cares and like everything looks like nothing is wrong. But like so I'm just kind of like stuck in the house, kind of like I don't know what to do. <laughs> It's uh, very strange. I've it, never, I've never been in this situation. It's very weird. Yeah, I think it's new to everybody. You know, I hate saying that word the new normal, but it's, uh, it's changing. It made everyone kind of, kind of crazy because, like, I was asked to play a New Year's Eve gig, and I was like, oh, I want to play, but I don't want to get the virus, but I want to play and I want to make money, but I don't want to get sick. So yeah, everyone's it's got, a very everyone's got to look out for themselves and others around at the same time. So yeah, I, I totally get it. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like. Yeah, it's 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 a weird it's a weird it's a weird time. Now I want to ask uh, on a, on a, um Billy Gibbons uh, uh, um gig. Were you playing a big kit or a small kit for that one? Because I know Frank oh, Beer, um, Frank Beer kind of made his art, his drum sets more of like an art piece. Did uh, Billy Gibbons yeah. want you to play like the two bass drums and all that stuff? Well, he um for for that gig, I mean, it was really um basically you know what I particularly wanted, and I just went with you know a nice four piece four four piece kit it's like almost well no actually i take that back it was a five piece kit because i had a 16 and an 18 inch floor tom so it's actually five five piece i forgot i had that 18 inch floor tom um and then towards the end i ended up getting a symbolic oh really um like i ended up yeah i I got some like symbolic and stuff um but uh yeah so it was i was just like a moderately sized kit but um like I can go either way. I, I like you. You seen the kits that I that I have in the video? It's a huge kit. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of times I have a, I have a little, you know, a little like three piece or four piece kit or like a little box kit. Yeah, and I've noticed you. So uh, I, I well talking who you play with, but uh, was that at the round time you started playing DW drums, or did you play DW drums before that? Well, it's kind of okay. What happened with that was. This was before I started playing with with Billy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, it, it, it's it, it's a long, it's kind of a long story, but it it it's um it's kind of a sad thing where the owner of one drum company who I was friends with and I've been friends with for a long time mm-hmm. um, passed away. Oh wow, and that's Mapex. So right? it, yeah, yeah. So then I, I switched over to DW. Oh, gotcha. So it, it, it was kind of, it, cause, um, I was, he was a dear person to me. Um, cause he, he, you know, he's always, you know, we, like this is even before, you know, Billy, this is what back when I was like, you know, in, in school, like he would always like, Oh, I love your plane. Let me know when you, you're ever out in Tennessee or Nashville. So mm-hmm. he was just, you know, and I think everyone, um, you know, love, love Joe Hicks or love, you know, or love Joe Hibbs because 
he was like that with you know everyone and every and every drummer and stuff. Yeah, some uh, friends that have said the same thing about him. Yeah. So and and um, it it was just it was really it was really sad because I talked to him a week before he had passed away. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I he he was flying like I had to. I just played with Billy at um in, in Nashville at, at the at the city winery mm-hmm. and he was wanting to go to that show but then he had to fly to Los Angeles to go to Nam mm-hmm. and that's when that happened. He got like really I think he was a flu or pneumonia or something and then he was flying back to Nashville and like ended up like that happened at the airport and um yeah, so, like, I, I had spoken to him, like, a week before, and then I saw, like, it come up in my newsfeed on Facebook, and I was, I was like, shocked because I just talked to him. Yeah, it's, um, it's a total bummer to hear that, too, as well. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's kind of the situation. Um, he, he came to me with a, a Mapex, like, way before, like, like anything, like, so. Um, nice. But then when he passed, passed away, um, yeah. Seemed like he had a pretty good eye for talent there, so he was on to something. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. He 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 was definitely he would he would be on like I would post uh, you know, a video or, or something and he'd be like, Yeah, that sounds awesome. Please let me know when you're in Nashville. Um, yeah, you know, come come see the Mapex kit, you know, he's always always like that. And I and at the time I was just, you know, some young like 18 year old not really <laughs> you know yeah. so so were you so he, were, were you playing zildjian symbols too that whole time or is that did you make a special oh, no, yeah zildjian i have um pretty much always always played oh nice and um i noticed you yeah. played some of the bigger crashes is that something you've always done as well oh yeah oh well yeah i i like i like kind of tinkering around with like different sounds like um like i love um their hybrid series of symbols. That's mm. that's most of what I have is their hybrid series. Nice. And then I have some stackers. I have, um, you know, I have like like some of the bells, and then I have have a gong. Oh, nice! No, that's not have, really too uh, common these days. Yeah, I I decided to get um um I forget how I forget, man how how many inches was it? It it. it I have to go back on 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 to see the sizing of it, but I got a huge gong. Oh, um, nice! It's probably about a sixty inch. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's like I remember rolling it in in in, in the house, and <laughs> I I just I was just thinking like the neighbors could see through the fence, and they had they were like, "What is that?" <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, it's you know it's like I said, it's not common to see those, and it's it's, it's good for a stage show though, definitely. Yeah, so I, you know, I was like, oh, I, I wanted a gong and the, the John Bonham thing, so I, I, I got a gong. Well, you need te- <laughs> now you need some timpanis. Yeah, I can actually <laughs> play timpani. I, I can play timpani, so yeah. Yeah, well, you having the notation now is definitely going to help with that. And but those are, uh, you need a semi truck to get those around. Yep, and I, you know, the same thing was like because when, when I was in, in college, I kind of did like a double like classical and jazz thing. So I like was doing marimbas, timpanis. You know, all that. You know, I was actually uh, in, in like vibraphone. I, I was doing like all that plus jazz drumming. Nice, nice. So it all mixed and uh, and together for really well for you. Correct. Yeah. So I was I was kind of doing 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 both. 
So you were mentioning you had a bigger DW kit now, and it's and that's in like the the purple natural burl is what you're playing right now, I believe. Oh, um, so so in the videos, that big big kit, that's a um um it's a natural it's a babinga kit. Oh, really? Um, yeah, um, yeah. I I saw a this this goes back to I think I was uh, at um was it at Nan? Man, or I, I saw a picture of this kit, kit, and it was a beautiful Babinga kit with like gold hardware. And I was like, I'm gonna get that kit one day because <laughs> I I heard how it sounded, and I and I was like, I want that. I want a DW Babinga kit. This was be, this is when I was like, like, like in high school. I was like, I want that Babinga kit. <laughs> yeah, Babinga so, uh, got more popular, i say so, in the last decade. I know Talma came out with a line of them, and they kind of started blowing up, but, you know, DW mm-hmm. obviously is going to do it better than everybody else. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. and I'm sorry? And plus, like, plus, like, so, like, the people, like, I look up to, like, because they, like, um, like, when I was talking to John Good, I was like, he, like I was like, yeah. A lot of the reason why I love DW is like all my all my favorite artists play DW. Have you got a chance to tour that factory at all? Yes, I yeah. So so I toured the the the, um, the DW factory and was talking to John and then because they were making me um a, 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 my my well I have how many uh geez I have so many <laughs> like. That's like seven, and then I have the PDP kit here in Florida. But but I was making my own. I have a spruce maple kit, and it, it, well, it's quilted maple. It's spruce and quilted maple, and it's kind of like this pink shade to natural wood. It's really pretty. That's what I think. And that's the one I was I was looking at. It's in that promo photo. That's a really nice drum set. Yeah, that, that's that's a spruce with spruce with quilted maple, and it's like a pink fade to like natural wood and it has gold hardware it's the quilted maple is beautiful it looks like velvet like i'm it's a beautiful beautiful kit nice and did, were you there when terry bazio had his drum set in the back room uh i don't remember if that is it the blue one no he had his like full house kit set up back there and neil purse kit was set up there when i was going through there one time and it was just it was just oh, crazy no. just, i was crazy to see it in person Oh yeah, no, no, that um, no, that wasn't there when I was there. But that would that would have been awesome to see. <laughs> I went over and just touched the road cases and ran away. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a dark thing to do, but I, like I was just like I felt achieved at that point just doing that. But that was just a side note. But yeah, that that DW room is uh, something to see in person, definitely. Yeah, I remember like John because at the at the time the spruce maple like this was before it it came came out, so it, they were just gonna debut that at. Nam for that year mm-hmm. so he was having me try it test out all, all the kits and i immediately clicked on the spruce maple and i was like i love this kit and nice. he's like okay and then then i picked out the colors and stuff i wanted so on your being kit they're natural lower tones are you running a clear or coat ahead on it oh, oh clear oh nice and i imagine pinstripes are more of a hydraulic style um usually i yeah yeah usually i go with um i actually what, what heads do I have on those? Now? It's, it's, it's Remo. Emperor's, I uh, Yeah, correct. Yeah, I, I gosh, I, I've been in Florida for so long, I haven't seen that kit. Oh, no, I hear you. They, the thing about being a shell is they, they kind of make any head sound good. I mean, the drum does more work than the head when it comes to that. Correct. But the, um, that kit, that kit's beautiful. I, you know, I, 
I don't think I've ever played on a better kit than that Bazinga kit. Well, with that being said, are you looking forward to trying anything out from DW in the future? Anything new? Yeah, well, okay, okay. So this is so this is kind of a funny thing. So before I left to Florida, before I knew what was going to even happen with this virus, mm-hmm. um, I had ordered some stuff from DW that um, is currently sitting in L.A. that I can't play because I'm stuck in Florida. Oh, uh, is it snare-wise or just a, a drum set? Well, yeah, I, I have... Um, I have, um, I believe, an almond snare. Yeah, an almond snare that um, I, I can't. It's 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 in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, that I had just ordered. What what did I just order for my birthday? Hold on, <laughs> hold on, because I was I was picking out. I always order a snare um, for myself for my birthday. Um, so, have you had any experience with their concrete snare at all? Yeah, yeah, I have a concrete snare. Oh, what do you think of it? I love it. Is it too loud or too overbearing or it's perfect? I see. I, I don't think it's, I, I feel like it has a nice pop to it. Um, I actually like that it's on the louder side. Um, mm. but no, I, I, I love, I love the concrete snare and it looks really, really cool as well. Mm. Um, I used to use it. Um, when I would do like house, house the moon. I used to, I used to bring it in all the time. Oh, nice. It's got definitely has <laughs> some weight to it too. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I personally don't mind that, but it's 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 on the heavier side if if you're carrying it. So, um, oh yeah, that's what I ordered. I ordered a purple heart snare. Oh, nice. And, so, and so, it has a little. I have, I have some yeah. friends that love that snare. That's a, that's a great piece. You're gonna like a lot. Yep, that's what I that's what I just ordered for my birthday. Nice, uh, <laughs> nice. And um, are you a snare collector yourself or more of a kit collector? But, um, kind of both. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I do the same myself. But uh, um, I think, yeah, I think I almost own every DW snare that they make. Really? I got quite yeah, a few I myself, believe... but I can't say that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> because every every year I, I well, when I you know when I first got endorsed by DW, I, I was like, okay, well let's buy a bunch of snares because I like snares. And then every year after that, I was like, well it's my birthday, I'll get another snare, nice. and I'll get another snare. Yeah. So Very it kind of became, it kind of became, um, I'm just going to keep adding more to the collection. Um, I also got, I also got a Tasmanian snare. That's really great. Oh yeah. I heard good things about those as well. Well, I wanted to back up a mm-hmm. little bit when you were playing with, uh, uh, Gibbons, uh, what, what were you guys touring? Was it uh, international, mostly national? We, we went to, um, Cuba. Oh, nice. So, um, what we toured all around the U S and then we flew to Cuba and then we did a documentary in Cuba, which is airing on access TV. So if any, um, it, 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 it airs all, all, all the time. So if you're, if you watch that, which it, it's a great, I, it's a great channel if, if you have it, cause they have so many music stuff and things that it, that's probably one of my favorite channels to watch because everything else is kind of like i, I <laughs> not my thing so what's the, name of, being, what's the name of that documentary so i can look it up um billy gibbons cuba okay i'll check that out definitely yeah um but we did like uh we were there for like a week and a half and we tore all, all around you know like the havana area we played at the havana jazz festival we played at some other like at shows there venues there um and then we filmed the documentary while we were there. Well, obviously it was different times, but were there crowds like they were in America there as well? Oh, it was big crowds. Like this one venue, it was like it was 
so packed, no one could move. <laughs> yeah, those. And are then, right. and then it, and then it's funny because there was no AC either. Because it's like going traveling back to the fifties. Like nothing. It's it's like nothing has changed because. Yeah. And um, well, the thing about events like that, they don't get as much as America does. We're kind of a little bit more, you know, immune to it. As to them, they stay up and go to it, and you know, bigger numbers. Correct, and they love music. Like it, it like. Like being okay, I get. I guess this is kind of being like, like an, an American. Like, I, if I was in a pack show like that with no AC, I'd probably I would be like, no, I I can't I can't take this. But with them, it was like they were all in. They were having a great time. Mm-hmm. It was sweat, and you could see it from the video. You could see like the steam, how sweaty it was in there. Really, <laughs> it was it was humid. I mean, I'm from Florida, so I know humid, and it was humid in there. Nice. Um, and uh, did, were you playing? I know you're playing some other various artists too. Was it before or after that you had the chance to play with Nancy Wilson, uh, Nancy Wilson, and Slash? So okay, how that came about was um, the musical the MD, the musical director, had asked me to do this thing with Nancy Wilson and Slash, and it was both of them, and then with other various artists, and um, and it was this, um, this this event for the LA Zoo. Oh, nice. So and I, Robert Ran- Robert Randolph was on it too, um, and Rachel Reinhart was on it. Nice. And Benton Blunt was on it. And now was that as well? A, was that a you know kind of anxiety experience, or you just kind of get, went into it, kind of know most of the songs off the top of your head? Well, um, it wasn't an anxiety experience. Um, or like I I thought it was like like I was like I was like this is awesome. I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing Barracuda with Nancy Wilson and Slash right now. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So, I, I was like, and those are the like kind of songs that like, you start playing, you don't realize you actually know them all the way through, kind of thing. Well, I, Bar- Barracuda, I I, I did. Uh-huh. Um, and then what what we, what other songs? We played some of Robert Randolph songs. Um, then we did Led Zeppelin. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we did Led Zeppelin, and what else did we? We and we did a bunch of like blues. Stuff, stuff that everyone everyone would know and we did a bunch of heart heart songs um as well like you know barracuda um straight straight on you mm-hmm. straight on you um and and crazy on you i believe we also did yeah yeah it's a crowd favorites pretty much yeah so we did we did like a bunch of uh, cool songs and stuff so not to jump gears on you again but is there any drummers that you you watch on youtube or you look up to currently at the moment I love Eric Moore. Oh, nice! He's awesome as well. Yeah, er- Eric Moore. I've even I like even though I I play like mostly like rock stuff and I like blues and and that kind of thing. I really love gospel drummers. Eric Moore, Tony Royster, um, Thomas Pridgen, all all those guys. Um, I really enjoy their playing. Now, there's this one Italian. Italian drummer that I see all the time. He comes up to my feet, like I follow him. Oh, I can't pronounce his name. Is he a younger kid? He, he's he's not. He he's probably like like twenty something. He's probably oh, yeah. my around, around not, my. It's not who I thought. I just I'm drawing a blank too. There, you ever watch the Zildjian uh, day shows? Uh, so, sometimes yes. Yeah, they had a kid on. I keep forgetting his name, but it was like a Bolivian way, like um, a young kid. He has a really unique style. Uh, it will come to me later when we're off the show. But yeah, I, I love watching that is show. He, is, is he from Italy? I believe so. 
is, is he a kid kid or he's he like looks like around 20 21 22 uh, kid, kid kid he's probably like 10 or 12 years old okay no no uh <laughs> yeah. yeah the um because this is got I, man i i can't i'm looking to see if i can find his name but um i got the same problem he, I, forget, I forget names remember faces really well <laughs> no worries yeah and he's from italian so he, I, I i don't want to i don't want to pronounce it and pronounce it wrong but i I'm always watching his videos because they're really, really good. Nice. Now, with that being said, I know you're a chart reader. Is there any books that you kind of go back to at all or read at all? Um, okay, here's, here's how I am with books. So books that I enjoy are the Gary Chester New Breed. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, because pocket and groove are like the most important thing, which this, okay, this, this kind of, I kind of get kind of annoyed. So I'll post like a video of me doing like, a, a, like a drum solo. And like, it's like not supposed to be like I'm playing, you know, it's a drum. solo. it's supposed to be entertainment. It's supposed to be right. And then someone will always post, but can you groove? I'm just like, uh, there's always that guy in the room. Really? I'm, I'm just kind of like, can, can, you, can you enjoy? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, obviously if you're playing that stuff, it, you probably worked on groove. Yeah. I imagine it comes before that. So, like, I would constantly get can you grew. I'm like, come on. But, no, like, so the Gary Chester book, <laughs> and that's where, that's where I think it's funny because, like, I worked through that Gary Chester book, like, a lot. Yeah. Um, so that, it, it kind of makes me laugh when, when, I, when I hear that comment. Yeah. Um, so I like the Gary Chester New Breed book, the one and two. Um, what else? Um, Sick Control I've done a little bit with. Um, and... As far as that, I honestly really don't like books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a it brings back some like you know harsh childhood memories of struggle. Yeah, like I I've done like the the funk uh, that yellow funk book. I, for, I I'm not sure I forget what it's called, but like I've it has like some Steve Gad groups mm. in there. It has some Vinny Calyuta. I I think it does. Don't don't quote me on that. Of um, stuff in there, but a lot of the times like. I just watch other drummers, like, I'll watch, like, Eric Moore or something, or I'll, I'll try to, like, listen and watch more so than, um, go from a book. Well, yeah, I mean, YouTube's actually a big tool now, but the thing about Eric Moore, I see him gradually getting better over time, you know what I mean? Like, he just mm-hmm. seems like he's getting faster and more powerful the, the older he gets. Yeah, yeah, for, for, for sure, and, like, yeah, for sure on, on, on that, um, so, but no, I, I, I just watch drummers. And kind of that way. So, are you currently giving lessons right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, I do virtual lessons. Nice. And what would be the best way to reach you on for getting that started? Oh, um, probably my my Instagram at Melanie Joe Drums. I, I go by that on everything, but um, M E L A N I E Joe Drums. And then <laughs> your, your YouTube's under the same as well, as right? Yep, yep. You can find me anywhere by by that. Yeah, I would highly recommend checking out our channel. There, you got quite a few videos on there. You know, there's a lot of good stuff yep. on there. Yep. So uh, before I let you go, I mean, w- w- what do you see happening in the near future? I know due to the obvious and stuff like that. When you, what time frame do you see? And do you have any uh, hopes of certain gigs you're getting back together with? Well, I was contacted by two two things. Um, problem is, both of them said basically. Basically, it's 2021 or 2022. Yeah, definitely. That's a while. That's a ways out there. Yeah, it's kind of like 
it's kind of like with the COVID thing intending was, was basically for both of them. Um, but they were asking if I was interested and I'm like, yes. Um, and then I have something that I have with someone here that I'm working on. Nice. And, um, I don't, I don't want to disclose any of that here, obviously, but, uh, um, do you, do you find like having this recent situation, you have more time to practice or are you just doing it the same amount? Um, well, I definitely have more time to practice because there's literally nothing to do. No, I, I mean, I said that wrong. Do you find yourself practicing more in times like these? Yeah. Uh, for, for, for a little bit, like I, I got like, like I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm literally stuck in the house all day. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, this is because I'm not a person that watches TV and I'm usually out playing. And so I'm just like, what do I do? <laughs> so I, I found myself practicing and then I would take nightly drives. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's really it's yeah. easy to get stuck in that YouTube rabbit hole and just kind of go back and forth with the, you know, YouTube and practicing. I do that quite often myself. Yeah. And then what stinks is like a lot of like, like, you know how you see drummers who they mainly post videos and it's just them. They don't play with anyone. Mm -hmm. Well, I was kind of the opposite where a lot of the videos I posted were, were from gigs. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, and then uh, now technology is definitely getting better in the, the way we're doing a collaboration, doing, you know, cover videos and stuff like that. And I see a lot more of that. Popping yeah. up. And then now it's like I've gone back to like being like 18 again. And like now I'm at my house alone and, uh, <laughs> I can't play with anyone because of COVID and yeah, yeah, I hear you. I know, I know that was kind of a silly question, but you know, I, I, I try to see light, you know, and bad things too as well. You know, yeah. your chops are definitely going to get I, better. I, I have, I've actually done some, um, zoom jams with people in Nashville and, um, and Los Angeles, even though I'm not there, like, um, it's still not. And like, I know a lot of people were doing like zoom, um, streams and stuff, but it's still not the same as like playing in person with people. Oh, absolutely not. not at all. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, and I'm sure people after they, they are sick of not being in, in concert and things. Well, unless you come down to Florida and, and like, yeah. it's completely. Well, I, nothing. I, I think good things are coming your way in the next year or two, regardless, you know, how long this wait yeah. is. But uh, yeah, Melanie, I, I want to thank you for being on the show and, and being one of the first guests we have on here, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. And once again, to reach out is for lessons, your Instagram is your handle at Melanie Joe, correct? Yep. Yeah. And I would highly recommend anyone go subscribe to your YouTube channel. It's great content on there. There's a lot of good drumming to check out. So, Melanie, thank you. And uh, if you enjoy the show, share it with your friends and have a good night.